0: know how to censor
1: myself I don't know that's the whole point of the podcast is censor yourself as little as possible
0: yeah okay okay.
1: yeah yeah so my, my little um uh like heroes or people that I look up to what I liked about their what I like about podcasts in general is that it's um it's the guys hiding in their basement or in their garage and the things they would say there that you won't say anywhere else that's right. kind of, you know, that's the ones that I love are uh, a lot of that. And there's something about podcasts that you can get away with saying things you can't get away with saying anywhere else. I don't know yeah. what it is. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Maybe. I think because they're so long, uh, a lot of, you know, a lot of people's not going to sit there and listen to an hour two hour long audio only something. So anyway. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. Cool.
1: So, all right. Welcome to Dream Talking, Senna. Thank
0: you. Thank you for um, having me.
1: Yeah, this is something we've wanted to do um, since I gave you a ride to the coffee house.
0: Right? was yes. That so I don't remember. I,
1: before the quarantine, <laughs> so, seems like a seems like a lifetime ago. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, I I discovered pretty quickly that uh, your thoughts on things and your experience with how you came to non-duality was very cool and interesting and would be fun to explore uh, for me for dream talking community so um, yeah right on and uh, i i was joking earlier with one of my friends that this is becoming more and more the paul hederman um uh club (laughs) you know fan club (laughs) podcast Um,
0: that's a good title for it yeah yeah it
1: it damn near is i don't mean to bring him up constantly but i do and a good majority of the people on the podcast are part of the sangha part of the group That comes to meetings regularly so it's going to be a whole lot of Paul probably if I had to guess today but we will get into you and um I I I like the idea so we don't we've never really had too long of a conversation together so um I can kind of get to know you a little bit in your story what brought you to this along with the listeners which is always fun for me so let's start at the beginning I know you grew up in I hope I don't get this wrong Fiji Yes. Uh-huh. Yes, Fiji. Right on. Cool. So let's talk about that. I've never been there. I, I, as we've talked about, I love island culture and life. I almost moved to Hawaii. Came very close to moving to Hawaii. I always get along with uh, people at work that are Samoan and Fijian and, and Hawaiian and all that. So so let's get into what that was like growing up in Fiji.
0: Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Fiji. Well. Um yeah I was born in Fiji and um born and raised um and it is the island life you know uh. mm-hmm. um it's funny to think about it because you know for a very long time I've had a lot of resentments about the way oh, <laughs> the way I was brought up and interesting all. okay. We can
1: get into it if you're willing that's that's a part not of the show really. <laughs> not, <really. laughs> not worth hashing up
0: yeah yeah no it's you know and so um just this past few years i've uh i've been able to see the good things about being brought up in PG, you know um yeah i don't know really what to say about that it was yeah it was, well uh, I i
1: love that just again First, first mention of Paul. Um, uh, I love how he talks about, you know, when you hit rock bottom um, in, in alcoholism, that, you know, it's it's the worst day of your life usually. And then a couple years later, you see it as the best day, right? Because that was the day that kind of woke you up. So the re, um, there's a word for it, recontextualizing, or basically you're giving new meaning to things that happened in the past. So that's cool to hear that maybe at one point you held your child. similar story here not who knows what to what degree but I held a lot of resentments and ideas about why my childhood was fucked up and then um over time I'm seeing all the things that I was so sure were 100% bad I see the good in it more and more yeah Uh, and and and, uh the value that I got out of certain things you know
0: yeah and like questioning even like my uh, memory of it and whether my perspective was right or wrong, you know, yes, I mean, yes. it's just like a whole another world
1: to look uh, at. Uh, totally. A, a new thing I've been saying is uh, don't trust your me- don't, don't trust your memory so much yes. <laughs> because be very suspicious of any ideas you have in your memory. And I think that's so liberating to just like, you know, the way that I remember it doesn't have to be 100% correct. Um, um, maybe I can be open to new interpretations
0: yes yes and you know and i like what paul said uh about uh i guess he got it from the course of miracles about we give the meaning to everything that's
1: one of my favorites
0: yeah Yeah. so who's to say my meaning was the correct meaning or you know what Mm -hmm. what meaning was i giving to that you know before i gave it a new meaning now. Am I giving it a new meaning now? I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we can't help but give everything the meaning. That's, that's one of the cool things in the Course in Miracles is it's not like um, it's a choice. Like, I'm going to choose to give this meaning or give, like, you're giving it meaning whether you want to or not. Choosing to not give it meaning is still giving it meaning, right? Right, right, right. So, yeah. So yeah, yeah. And, and i always love when Paul says, Uh, take a look at your role here. Your role is giving everything all the meaning it has. So there's kind of no, there's no objective consensus that everyone gets together and goes, this is the ultimate meaning of this thing, right? (laughs) It's just just whatever you decide it is in the moment, really. Once you see your role in that, you can kind of go, okay, well, do I want to create a hell on earth out of this stuff or do I want to travel lightly over it? Which
0: is so funny though, because, you know, if you're, who is giving the meaning, then it comes to the, like, if I have, you know, everything is, who is the one giving the meaning?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. and there's the whole idea of uh, um, trying to play God, right? Yeah. Then all, all of a sudden you go, okay, well, if I'm giving everything the meaning, this is the meaning I want to get. Well, that, that little drive right there is probably, you know, tied up in selfing and identification and very yeah. limited, yeah. So you're going to... Um, yeah. You're gonna you're gonna run into some dead ends real quick, which will be helpful.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a crazy thing about this non-dualist because there's really no answer, you know. There's, I mean, it's like uh, I'm doing this thing with my hand, a circle. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know? yes,
1: yes, yes, totally. Yeah,
0: <laughs> not even put it, your finger down on one thing because there's the other side of it too, and it's just yeah. It's which
1: so is okay. So this, I I knew I was gonna bring this up at some point. I loved your your small exchange with Paul on a Saturday. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but not yeah,
1: right. <laughs> because that was a, it was so zen, so um, uh, a, a quick little circle, <laughs> a, a nice little tie-up, like you said. That you go, um, you said something along the lines of, "Well, I, th- I thought nothing was real,
0: yeah." But
1: you're saying the seeing is real, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then my I think, mind well,
0: jumped in, you know, when that came up during yeah. the the exchange with somebody else, and then my mind gave, what what?" nothing is real but seeing is real and then I was trying to see what the seeing was real you know like wow the seeing is real But I thought nothing was real
1: (laughs) yeah yeah and then he said something along the lines of well what's seeing and then
0: nothing is real I had the I said um, nothing okay if nothing is real but you said seeing is real and he goes yeah but then he and then I said oh so seeing is real and then he goes yeah, but nothing is seeing. Nothing is seeing. Yes. <laughs> and then I went, okay, so then nothing is real. <laughs> so nothing is real. <laughs> back to nothing is real. Yeah,
1: back to nothing is real. Yeah, that was such a cool little loop, you know, yeah. um, so quickly. And the fact that um, you, you, you saw, I don't know, my, the meaning I was giving to that little exchange, <laughs> you saw the futility and the mind was trying to make sense, grab it. Yeah. And then and then he he goes, let me take the exact same phrase. Nothing is real. <laughs> show yeah. you, you know, the kind of a, the horses in front of the cart version instead of seeing it from, you know, yeah. the, uh, the cart being in front of the horse. And then you're just like, OK, yeah, I get it. And, and that's the thing. It's like whatever gets it, gets it that Paul's the freaking, you know, king of this. Whatever gets it, gets it. And, and eventually the way I like to say it, and I think Paul says it in similar ways, you see what you're not trying to get it.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And and, and that's the that's what's instructive. Yeah. What you're not is never going to get it. It's never gonna understand it. It can't fit it into its limited, you know, little box because it's it's not, it's infinite, right? But something that which is infinite, he always says throwing it over your head to the yeah. Buddha, you know, that gets it. And that's always got it in a way. It's never yeah. not gotten it.
0: Um, yeah, that's what did it for me too, you know, like w- with Paul, because I even knowing the non-dual genre, I know oh, you'll never get it. I was, I didn't get the part about there's something that's not you that's trying to get it. And mm. so when I heard Paul for the first time, um, th- then I got it like, oh my God, it is already, it is already, um, it is already, I am already what I'm looking for. But there's something that's uh, obscuring that, you know. And yes. so I was like, "Oh, I, you know, I think I got it." That, you know. <laughs> And then, but the one who thinks they got it is not it. You yeah, exactly. Know? Like, but
1: you see the one that thinks they got it, and you know that that's not it. Yes, exactly. You being whatever you want to call it, the light of consciousness. The, yeah.
0: Yeah. The no thing.
1: The no thing. Totally. Yeah. yeah right on. Okay. Cool. So we ch- kind of jumped to the end, but we'll get back to. <laughs> <laughs> cg and i'm so i'm interested again and again and i've noticed it, it's pretty fruitful when i asked this question because it helped a lot of people never really reflect on it i didn't reflect on it for a very long time of um when did you kind of if you think back get the first hint that there was something was off <laughs> like like you're not getting the whole story you know it's, you look at your family you look at uh schooling whatever and you go I feel like there's something more, I can't quite put my finger on it. Mm -hmm. Does anything come up for you of maybe the first hint of that?
0: Well, uh, I think the first time I heard of this uh, teaching or no, this whatever this is, non-duality, it was through Eckhart Tolle.
1: Oh, awesome, me too, actually. Yeah. Well, in a way, I mean, it was Alan Watts before that, but Eckhart Tolle, I remember when he said, um, you are not your thoughts. That was the first time I, that had ever hit home for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah right that on. was huge. And uh, <laughs> and I liked the way, you know, it wasn't, um, he didn't make it uh, religi- religious. Like it mm-hmm. was that, you know, later as I dove into more of what he was talking about, then I, I was like, oh, this is from the old uh, old religion probably from India, right? Mm-hmm. And Anjul is from And, uh, but by that time I was already um, in it, you know, like I grew up in a church where it was like an exclusive, this is the only truth. Growing up, I had this fear of other religions. You know, like that's mm-hmm. the devil. That's part of yeah. Satan. Um, they're
1: they're gonna they're gonna brainwash you or steal your soul because uh, you exactly. you have the only real answer. I grew it, up in it too.
0: <laughs> yeah, I thought like, you know what I'm talking about. Right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, but the way he had put it, it made it seem uh, non-religious, and so you know, I was more open to it it's because it does, It in reality it's not really a religion. It's just. Uh, a different way of, you know, just being more aware of uh, this human experience and and the and how we are so caught up in our thoughts and how that works, you know, to where it just makes this, creates this self out of you that you start living from, you know, it's, a, it's mm. incredible to just get that first... Um, realization when I got told when I, he was on Oprah, I think, and that's mm-hmm. how I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I learned of him. I bought his books and then the search started, you know, and then certain memories came up about, oh my God, that's right. I've always been seeking this. This is something I'm always, you know, looking for the answer to life. Why are we here? What's going on? And uh, so really it just kind of started up from there.
1: So this is, uh, if, if it's at the time when it first happened, I want to say 08, 09 maybe, was when he put out the Power Now and then the New Earth and then got on Oprah and then kind of blew up to the world. So I was, I'm going to show my age. You don't have to tell me yours if you don't want to. I was uh, just getting out of high school at that time. So I was, oh, wow. I was 17, 18, graduated from high school. And then my, my dad gave me the book Power of Now. And I remember that hitting so hard that yeah. you are not your thoughts. Yeah. It was like, oh, shit. So that hit in the, in the way that Paul's stuff always hits of like, it's not new information. It's exposing something you've always known. Yeah. Right? You go, of course. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, like how did I never think of it like that? Or how did I never say it like that? And uh, Eckhart Tolle was a big launching point for me. So that's cool that, that you found. Fa- do you remember how you found the book? Did someone give it to you? Did you stumble across
0: it? Oh, no, just from, uh, from uh, Oprah, you from know. Oprah, okay. Right yeah. on. Yeah. I think it was 2008.
1: 2008 sounds right to me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of when I, I lived in Washington and I had moved down. But I had found Eckhart then and then I moved down, you know, I had The Power of Now book and then I found his other book and yeah. And then when I was in, and when I came down to California, um, I just, you know, I didn't work. I had I was uh I just gave birth to my second child and so I was mostly at home and I would just get on YouTube and just like keep going, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like what else somebody else had to say and then I stumbled on Tony Parson and yes. that when it was just like, wow, like a whole like it just took the rug out of you know, <laughs> like the it was it was like, wow, wow, it was just amazing. And it was something he said about you never really sat on a chair something about sitting on a chair you think you're sitting on a chair but you have no clue you know like and then at that moment i was like i was like sitting on a chair and like he made it sound like it was like this incredible experience you know and i was all like oh my god that's so right and i loved how he just he talked about how um nobody really knows, you know, Uh, all these, all this teaching that I've been listening was a way to get to where you are now and that was Mm. pretty, that was, I don't know the word for it, but that was the the whole game of uh, of the seeking, that was still part of seeking and not, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah.
1: It's it's so, okay, so uh, I want to say, first off, I've been listening to Tony Parson again this week uh, since your text and I've, really love and appreciate his teaching so much I'm really I'm hearing it with with new ears I I've overused this metaphor but I, I think of like love songs you hear a love song before you fall fallen in love and it's it's cool you like it but then when you fall in love it's you yeah, know it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it speaks exactly to your experience right when yeah. you're in love and so um I love that with with good teachers is you know you hear them and then you're kind of like okay it's cool i get that it's kind of pointing to something and you may come back to it a few years later and go oh i had no idea what he's talking about i see it so much clearer now yeah so getting back to giving the meaning i may come back 10 years from now and go, oh, i didn't have a clue 10 years ago <laughs> you know right. different layers of clarity and and things speak to you differently but so all that is to say i really have been enjoying tony, listen to tony parson again and i see the So I heard. I think I told. I already mentioned this. I heard about him from you. I wrote him down in my little notebook, and I went and I've liked him ever since. Um, I see how going from Tony to Paul could be very beneficial. Yes, that's something I've been thinking about. I wanted to ask you about was, um, you know, I know we jumped over a lot of stuff, but we (laughs) because I'm thinking, okay, uh, Tolle in '08, and then somewhere along the way you found Tony Parson, and somewhere. Cause this is 12 years ago. Now that would be, and you found Paul like maybe about a year ago. Is that right?
0: Uh, three years now. Actually.
1: Oh, three years. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. Yeah. Right on. Um, So when did Tony Parson come in, in that little timeline?
0: <laughs> it was, I think around the same time too. Oh, really? I got totally. Yeah. To oh, wow. Right day. on. So it was all that time, you know, not really getting it, you know, like I would, I'd say, but they, I still feel like there's someone here and, you know, and so, um, and then, but I would shut everybody down because everybody down was like, you know, i closed close my mind to our other speakers. Mm-hmm. Tony was the one, I'm gonna, <laughs> he's mm-hmm. not good, <laughs> mm-hmm. just because, um, but then somebody who interviewed Tony had mentioned, or who went to his meeting and somebody else interviewed one of the, one of the people who goes to Tony's meeting, he had mentioned Paul. And I'm sure I came across Paul, but Paul sounded too like a way, like there was someone here that could do something about finding a mm-hmm. find non-dual, this thing. And so I gave him another shot and also because I also came into recovery too. Mm. That, that's another thing, you know, yeah. that, because he talked about this with recovery. And since I, I was like, oh, I was more open to it then, you know, because I, I think I had about a year. So it would be two years I've known Paul now, because I think I had about a year when I found Paul again. And it was just, you know, at first I was like, mm, he's still talking to someone there. Because I thought Tony, I mean, Tony had, he just didn't give any uh, space to the the, the illusionary self. Or
1: yeah, yeah. I, that's so uh, getting back to um, me, me thinking about going from Tony to Paul, Tony does lay such a great foundation in that he gives no um, like you said no space yeah. No no exceptions. It's like there is no separate self and I'm like not even gonna hint to the fact that there's a separate self. Yeah.
0: Yes, I'm not even gonna ask the question from yeah, all, yeah, yeah,
1: coming yeah. from
0: a separate self. You don't exist. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Exactly. And I love all the like only only nobody becomes uh awakened or only only no one can, you know. Yeah uh which it's there's all no really
0: one, it's always no one's here. So there's no one somebody here. appears and asks the question, Well, you don't exist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah which of course it 's totally very clear and very right to the point um, yeah. but but what what Paul and you alluded to it earlier, what Paul to me, why he 's so valuable, what no one else is doing, yeah. is he 's pointing to uh, the one the thing, the drive that wants to find itself yeah an unrelentless relentingly
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> no no exceptions on his end as far as see I, I, to me you can you can boil down Paul's message to one sentence which is see what you're not from yeah. what you are
0: that was the big turning point for me for me yeah well. yes. turning it around you know because before was denying denying and I like the way he said negate. Mm. you know it's negating it's like first and the part about letting it land first you know yes. Like, I was like, oh my God, that's because I just ignore it or like say no to it. It's kind of almost like the, the program of AA, you know, you have to admit these things first about yourself before you can let it go. And so, mm-hmm. and a lot of what I was doing there was just like, well, I don't want to admit it. I don't want to let it land. It's not me. I know it's the ego, whatever you want to call it, you know, and, but realizing that I had to let it land and make it as real as it wanted to be was the way so beautiful
1: yeah that, that's so beautiful because now what what i'm seeing in what you're just explaining we'll say the tony parson exclusion uh period of your life was you were saying there is no self there is no self but subtly you were saying that as a self yes. identified as a self yes yes and, and and in a certain way something had to get over and past that yeah. to then see that also as a claiming.
0: Yeah.
1: Yes, exactly. Uh And then, and then what's left, right? In the Paul way, you're left to your own devices. You see, they're not yours. Yeah. And then you said too, letting it land, which I think is another beautiful, you know, little, little thing that Paul says that I, I I, I almost bring it up every podcast, but I can't help it for me because, because it was sort of a unique teaching to me. I hold on to it. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I used to do martial arts and I had been, uh, like knocked out cold a couple of times where the lights go out, right? <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. The, the one that hit the hardest, I got kicked in the head and knocked out and I don't even remember the impact. I remember yeah. like the moment before and then I remember laying on the ground and coming back too. Yeah. Um, and so I, I told Paul one time after a meeting at dinner, I go, uh, I feel like you're knocking me out
0: mm-hmm.
1: like, again and again, like the lights go out. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then the lights come back on. Right. Yeah. And he said, uh, he said, yeah, you know, when you get knocked out, just stay knocked out.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Which I think is another way of saying, let it land. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, yeah, and then, and then the kind of little twist that came in later was, yes, the lights are going to come back on, but yeah. you're, but you aren't lost in that anymore. You yeah. see, you see the knockout and the coming back too as, in a way, ultimately not you.
0: Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah. You're that which is aware of the whole process. And the getting knocked out is a real good hint of, that's a real good clue to what you are, right? Deep. We get it every night. I, I love uh, another guy who comes up all the time, Ram Dass. You ever heard of Ram Dass? Yes, uh, he, he wrote Be Here Now. He's, he's, he's done some yeah, stuff I'm with that cartel right
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So he used to say, um, oh man, I just had it and I lost it. Uh, he used to say, we're talking about getting knocked out. Oh, he goes, um, God knew that, um, we were so, we were going to be afraid of dying. So he Mm -hmm. lets us practice every night (laughs) because you you fall asleep. You go into deep dreamless sleep. Mm -hmm. Nobody's there. (laughs) Right. And, and we're, we're so terrified of that place, you know, seemingly for the action figure, but you get to practice every single night.
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah. Wow.
1: all those came up for me when you were talking about the yeah letting it land um, because it's yeah it's so it's one of those things that when it's obvious it's obvious and Mm -hmm. before it is you're utterly convinced and stuck in the problem
0: (laughs) yeah yeah and you know and it didn't happen like slowly like each each day seemingly um it's becoming more and more uh a reality for me, I guess you could say, it's funny to talk about it, <laughs> words, but like a few, maybe last week, you know, with the AA program, I had an epiphany of something, you know, and it's not something that was like, like pertaining to what you were saying, it wasn't something new, but it, I think there was like a click, maybe you could say like, how, like, um, yeah, click on like, wow, I've been playing God, you know, I mm-hmm. have, you know, and like, just realizing that part of me, and that I was human. Like all this time, I've been thinking I'm God, and I need to be. This. You know what I mean? <laughs> totally. <laughs> and I was like, "Fuck!" But I'm just human, like. And it just like took all that pressure away of just being the judge and the juror and everything. You know about myself. Like I shouldn't. Oh I shouldn't feel this way. Like when when I, I set up these Zoom meetings for my fellowship. And then I was all like, everyone was thanking me. And I was like, oh, you know, my head was getting too big. And I was like, oh, I don't want to, you know, I I, I want to be humble. I don't want to feel this good feelings that were coming up about this thing. I did, you know, and it was just putting all this stuff on me where I felt so terrible. And then that's when the epiphany kind of happened. You know what, you're, it's okay. I, this stuff is going to keep coming up, these feelings of insecurity, that like, I'm going to think I'm so all that sometimes, and sometimes I'm going to think I'm this shit, you know, I'm like yeah, lower than dirt, you know, it's just, and it's part of what I've learned in aa too. our character defects, we call it, and that's just part of being human, and that's just part of having this human experience, and Here I was trying to fix that when it wasn't really my job. We learned that in AA too, is that, that we are not God and that, you know, we turn this stuff over to a higher power. And so I love that I can have that and the other part, you know, the non-dual. It just works so well in my life where whatever comes up, you know, it's not me and it's not. You know, and that that's still that's still claiming can still happen and I can get lost to that sometimes, but that goes to these two shall pass. And, you know, I have all these tools for the action figure. Of course. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. As
1: as do I. It. Yeah. Mantras, whatever little yeah. remind reminders. I like that. This two shall pass is a huge one for me and my whole family. Yeah. We say that one all the time.
0: Yeah. 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 And so it's great that I can use those, you know, like I can use those tools. I'm not, you know, sometimes if I need those tools and then I should figure oh, yeah. I can use those. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. mean that I'm, oh, now I'm believing i myself and just all this good <laughs> games in my mind. like
1: Totally. To play, you know? <laughs> yeah. And we all, we all play our own version of those games for sure. And it, it is always as, um, as obvious as the seeming moment of awakening when you see, you know, that you that you are no thing. As obvious as everything feels after that, there's a whole lot more obvious shit that keeps popping up, at least in my experience, right, reporting, is you go, you go okay, I've got it all figured out, and, and that means this, this, and that, and then you go, and like you said, I think the biggest epiphany that seems to keep rolling through is the seeing where you're playing God again. Like, yeah. oh, I was so convinced I was not playing God. I was so convinced that I was, um, uh, I was giving it up to the higher power, but subtly yeah. I did think I was that higher power. Yes. And yeah. I was and I was judging the shit out of myself for doing it wrong. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> and it's really like how Paul does it, you know, self can get out of self, you know? Just realizing yeah. that sometimes yeah. can just get me out of self. You
1: know? Yeah. Well, that's kind of your only hope, right? <laughs> to yeah. see, that, see the futility in it.
0: Exactly. Wow. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Totally cool. When you were talking about mantras um, like uh, this too shall pass, I was thinking of um, another one I'll say, which can be helpful is there, there are no mistakes. Yeah. You know, and and it's, it's a relative thing saying there are no mistakes comes more from the ultimate. Obviously you can mess up and I do. And I apologize when I do, you know what I mean? I'm not sitting there going like, no, this is all meant to be, but, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) but just a good quick reminder of like, there's, There's there's no accidents. There's no mistakes. Um, uh, Eckhart Tolle has a thing. I had it written on my wall for a while that everything that happens is for the growth and evolution of your soul or something Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. That's another good little reminder too.
0: Great. You know,
1: all the things that seem wrong at the time, uh, they are there for a reason. There are lessons to be learned from them. Mm
0: -hmm. You know,
1: and and... That can uh, that can create a lot of traveling lighter. Yeah, personally,
0: totally. I, you know, yeah, yeah, that's a good
1: one. Well, I'm so glad to hear <laughs> that 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 yeah. Just how much how much this is helping. Yeah, yeah I, I really, again and again, like I I'm a I'm a enthusiast of Paul Hetterman and you know and non-duality in general and all this stuff in general. But it it always just touches my heart to see the message land in a way that I, I've, I talk about that, you know, Keith, right from the talks. Yeah. Comes, yeah. Yeah. He's my, he's been my phone buddy through the pandemic. So we, we talk to each other a lot and half the time it's about Paul. Yeah. And uh, one of the things that we've kind of come to is uh, this, the way that I frame it, I like it is saying um, it's the minimum effective dose, mm-hmm. right? That Paul doesn't give you like, sit and meditate for, you know, this many hours and read these many books and yada, yada, yada. It's like you sit there, you listen to him ramble for an hour, and then that's enough of a dose to what's the ultimate goal? You travel lighter through the dreaming, right? And he he goes again and again. Tony Parsons on this same road, too, of like, you're not going to become enlightened. (laughs) You, the action figure, cannot become it. You are it. You're not going to become a chariot to the gods, like you were saying, you know, I, you judge the hell out of yourself. I'm, I, I'm the shit or, or I'm a piece of shit for thinking I'm the shit and all that, <laughs> you know what I mean? Which we're, we're, we're creating our own suffering. We're creating our own hell. So, yeah. so something like the message is a nice minimum effective dose of one little pill that, that through time helps you to travel wider. And yeah. what more do you want once you've got that? Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know? and well, Paul would say, we're not creating the shit. You know, I like yeah. that too. That just like, whoa, yes, nice separation from what's real and what's not. You know, when he yeah. said that. "You're not the one doing," because sometimes you just get caught right into it. You believing the story, and you're you're the story. You know, yeah. Yeah. You're the And that's where the hell lives, I think. But. I'm really grateful for like being in the program too, and having friends who are in the program because they they talk about stuff that goes on in there, and it just like highlights what's going on, you know. Like, oh, but I try to tell them, but yeah, that's that's our minds for you, like making it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not totally. you, it's not you. I don't go and tell them then, but I just say, oh yeah. <laughs> and yeah, just, yeah, yeah, totally. Say, well, that's how our minds work, you know. <laughs> it's all out to get us most of the time, you know.
1: Yeah. And that's why, so um, I haven't gone through uh, the AA program, but I got so, I've gotten so much of it through Paul and I see like the songs and having the Sangha is kind of my, the AA that I need. Um, You know, this, this action figure uh, luckily, you know, doesn't have an addiction to any substance, I mean, besides caffeine coffee, yeah. I'm pretty bad, but, uh, but nothing that's too damaging. But it definitely has addiction to a lot of um, mental suffering, or it has yeah. seemingly had a lot of addiction to that. So uh, having Paul there as a reminder, and then also having the sangha, having conversations with other people so that, it, like you said, you can see again and again, you're not terminally unique. You're not special. These thoughts aren't just yours, right? All that claiming, all the convincing that the thoughts have, when you, sit, when you sit for coffee after a talk and every single person brings up the same thoughts that have been coming up for you for the past couple of years, you go, oh, this is, I'm not special. There's nothing wrong with me. This is the manufacturing of self. Yeah. That goes on in all of us.
0: Yeah, and I like, that's what I like, Paul, saying, you know, seeing what you're not. I had a year of sobriety before I found him. Uh, yeah. I found Paul and wow, after hearing Paul and coming to a few of his talks, going back and working on the steps of the sponsee, I was laughing my ass off you know, because it was like, oh my God, I saw it. I saw it for what it was and it's right in the book, you know, in our AA book. It's like, wow, if you just had this switch of how to look at it, you would see he's trying to tell you all these things manifested by self. Is what self is doing is not you. You're just being identified with it, you know, and trying not to, trying to like. With my, what I told my sponsee, I I actually brought it to a talk, to, to Paul's talk.
1: Yeah, I think I think I remember. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You remember. Your yeah.
1: your your younger sister.
0: No, no. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> No, my daughter. <laughs>
1: I know. A few people said she was a daughter. I was like, "No way!" What she having
0: Like, oh my god! But uh, thank you for the sister comments. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and she really got. It. We were so excited that that night on the drive back to Sonoma, just oh, going awesome. round and round in that. circles, and what you know, we were understanding about the message and just getting a kick out of it. It was, it was lovely, and brilliant. <laughs> yeah, right on. Like it's so I, I love you hearing all right yeah. back into like um, you know forgetting what the message you know because once you get caught up in self again you're you're it you're the self oh
1: yeah and you're utterly convinced and there's no yeah. talking you out of it yeah. yeah the the once the blinders are on the yeah. blinders are on yeah yeah and and I've I've noticed so far um, seemingly that more and more I recognize when the blinders go up
0: yeah you know exactly. what I
1: mean. And, and I don't catch it every time in, you know, in the story of time, but but I notice them come up more and more. And then the story comes in too of like, holy shit, the blinders were up for like yes. year, years at a time. <laughs> and, I, and I was convinced I was I was it. I was seeing everything as clear as day. It was everyone else's fault. Everyone else was fucked up. They all had their blinders on, but I'm seeing shit right. It's so
0: funny, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. yeah yeah
1: that that process still happens, but it just kind of like it comes and goes yeah <laughs> yes.
0: yes. you know
1: you know what i mean um, totally. i I'm sure have you heard of uh Kundalini? I'm sure you've come across the idea of Kundalini energy stuff
0: oh yeah, I've heard about it yeah yeah, yeah.
1: um so i I love that Paul doesn't emphasize that a lot of teachers do too um. I seemingly have some crazy Kundalini stuff too, every now and then. And it's been a similar thing in that the first couple of times energy stuff would flare up, I would be like, I'm having a panic attack. I know I'm going to die. I (laughs) like a lot of your whole world kind of shakes in a way. And that too, um, I've noticed over time, that'll flare up and go back down within like a breath. Wow. You know, so just again, another example of like um, traveling lighter and, and it's not that it goes away completely, yeah. but uh, like Paul says things like, but the breath of it, you, it loses air, <laughs> you know, yeah. it doesn't have the oomph <laughs> that it used to nothing have. It's holding it, right? You're yeah.
0: not, nothing grabbing it. You're letting it come up and, and yeah. oh, not you're letting it, but you know, language, it's coming It's allowed up to, and to
1: come up and. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's coming and going as it pleases.
1: Yeah, and that's what I just again and again. That t- to me, I- I'm infinitely thankful to have found Paul, yeah. and and I, I yeah, and I feel the um, the compassion for and 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 I feel so passionate about when I see it landing with other people, yeah. you know, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because so like Nick, the action figure knew something was working, but I couldn't put my finger on it, and you know, and and uh, it's just cool to again and again. See, you know, you don't have to put your finger on it. You don't have to understand it. Here's the evidence. Look, it created all this. Uh, it creates miracles in people's lives, you yeah, know? Um, amazing. Yeah.
0: yeah. Which is it's so really amazing, right? I mean, God, thank God! I always say it's a God shot. And then when I think back to how it all is hits, like, wow! It's like, and because Paul does talk about this, yeah. things get synchronized, and we talk about it a lot in AA too about the synchronicity of things. You know, it's just mm-hmm. wow! It's mind blowing to me. I'm always yeah. blown away. Not even people who don't know this message, you know, just being in the program and things just working out and just. It's just amazing. I'm always so grateful for both Paul and for the AA program because I learned, you know, I had this dry drunk period <clears throat> because I was giving birth to my children, but I wasn't in AA. And then I think a year, um, and it was because of this message that I thought that I could drink again. <laughs> <laughs> I say, well, if nobody's here, course, you know, yeah, you're an yeah. alcoholic, I can drink, you know, I'll be conscious this time. I can do it consciously, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's so <laughs> convincing, that, isn't it?
0: It was so convincing. <laughs> I I drank consciously that day, that first time, and... <laughs> <laughs> the following week the following weekend I was unconscious on the car. <laughs> and I, I was back in the rut I mean it took me another wow when did I come into the three years ago so it took me so 2008 um wow it took me a few years yeah, yeah. before I find can I was still listening to Tony Parson and still trying to fucking the drink you know like a normal person and wow and it was just like i feel like how paul said a god shot you know because i could have been caught up in that forever
1: (laughs) and and so many people do in fact um statistically looking at numbers you're the you're the outlier (laughs) right it's 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 rare for people to to um i i so i work with a lot of older men in construction world and um it's normally it's a medical procedure that, you know what I mean? It's a near death experience <laughs> or medical procedure that stops them Or some of them don't. Some of them drink all the way until their last day, yeah. you know, and, and that, that little thing that you, you know, you're you saying, s- surprise that it, it, it had another, you know, eight mm-hmm. years of breath left in it. Yeah. It has 80 years of breath left for a lot of action figures. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, it, it's hallelujah that it was able to play out. Yeah. Um, the uh the futility of it was able to play out you know hallelujah and
0: like, that something put a stop to it you yeah. know i definitely feel like it was a god shot because i knew of aa before uh, when i was 19 i was supposed to introduce to it you know mm-hmm. and i was like oh no no the god thing the same the same story it's not a new story it's not unique but yeah it was, it was coming into the program and then hearing paul and like you know paul was talking about how did these people get my thoughts? And that's exactly what happened to me. I thought I was losing my mind because every time I go to a meeting, someone would talk about what was going through my head and I'd be like blown away. Like, what the fuck? Who am I? What is this? I really lost who I was. Like I, it was, it was, it was kind of, it was a relief in the beginning, but later it was kind of scary because I'm like, wow. And then also the way I work mentally was always to put myself down Like all this time, you thought you were special. You just, you know, you're a nobody. You, you don't even have your own thoughts. (laughs) Like that, use that against me. Of course, of course. (laughs) Like you're a dumb asshole. (laughs) Just like, oh God, it's torture. You know. uh, Yeah. Again, it's so
1: funny seeing it from the outside, right? Hindsight's twenty-twenty. That it was a thought that was telling you that you were a piece of shit for not having your own thoughts.
0: I it, you know, and I was buying in and I thought it was me and it was hell. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I, I think um, that that's another thing uh, that I don't know. I can't quite put my finger on it, but why Paul has so much credibility to yeah. me is that I, I, I kind of only want to hear teachers that have, really been to like hell and back mm-hmm. you can 100 percent be to hell and back in this you know yeah seeming dreaming in this lifetime um because it, it, it's when he reports this is unconditional no mm-hmm. conditions have uh it's it's always available at all times with no conditions required to meet it except for the ones you make up right when he says that I go like, fuck, he's literally been to hell and back probably in this life on, on this extra figure. And, and he's reporting, hey, there's no conditions that need to be met. Yeah. You know, no matter what side of it you're on, uh, it's available right here and right now. You know, and that to me, I, I don't want any um, solution that's not available right now. If there's something that that needs to be done, if there's requirements, uh, Uh, Rules that are written by somebody Some religion, some whatever I go, I I can see that Is valuable
0: Mm.
1: It's not valuable to me right now where I'm at
0: Yeah, and that's why I like Paul too Because he didn't have a way to get to this You know, it was just seeing What you're not, which made sense Like, oh my god Wow, I love the way he put it And he is right, I think he is the only one Who does that, where You know, there's no way for you to get to it but because you're already it, of course. But there is a seeing of what you're not. So there, it's. It sounds like a process, but it's not. You know, it's more like a switcheroo, like he likes to say. Yeah. Slap.
1: Yeah, and and it <laughs> the, <out>.
0: thi-
1: <laughs> the thing that's um that's not a process about it is that it takes no time at all. Yeah. Any kind of process would take time, right? Yeah. And, um, t- to see what you're not. You can see it. You only actually can see it from timelessness. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. right here, right now, mm-hmm. everything that, uh, you know, he gets into all the, uh, the cool Zen stuff, like um, whatever can be seen, can't be seen. Whatever can be observed, can't be observing,
0: yeah. you know,
1: and, and that's a huge one, man. Like anything yeah. that pops up and masquerades and pretends it's you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The very fact that you're seeing it means it can't be you.
0: Right. Like that's the one seeing it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Right.
1: And so, yeah, if it is a process, it's the cleanest, clearest down to the bare bones process there is. Right. Um, Yeah. And and I can uh, personally report it creates a whole lot of traveling lighter.
0: Yeah. I also like how he doesn't tell you what it's like because. You yeah, find out, find out. Kind of yeah. yeah, which is, yeah, because nobody can really say what it is or what it's like to be, yeah, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, because as soon as you, someone starts explaining what it's like, it's creating an object that mm-hmm. is now something separate that you're seeing in your mind, in your imagination, and you believe that's going to be it. It's already separating mm-hmm. you, right, from what the experience of yourself is going to be. Yeah. If you... I, uh, I bring it up every podcast but i can't help it have you ever heard of any uh
0: headless way stuff yes okay uh, yes yes right i heard that on your podcast with um with uh mike and uh, i was right like on. oh yeah and I was, you guys are trying to think of it douglas harding douglas, douglas harding, harding. Talking, like, yeah yeah yeah
1: and then the other name the the, the student of douglas harding is richard lane richard
0: yeah. i
1: know i i should I, sh- I forgot it twice last week But um, he has some stuff. And so Headless Way stuff is really, to me, if you want a a process or or experiment, you want to see your true face, look for your head right now. Yes, I
0: love that. I love that. I used to use that too a lot. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's a huge one for me. It's still, again, that's traveling through time. I do a multiple, I can't help but do it a multiple times a day just because of the, it's so cool and just the relief it gives too. Like something about like, As soon as you look for your own head, you see nothing's there. You go all, in some way, all of your problems are based around the idea that you are this like face that interfaces with the world, you know? Yeah. And the body, the identification with the body and everything. And and the body has its problems, Mm -hmm. you know, with with other bodies and other (laughs) this and that. (laughs) And and as soon as you like, okay, who is this one that has all these problems? And you go to look for it, you know, you see there's nothing there. It creates a shitload of relief. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <Okay>. pretty reliably. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For me, at least. Yeah.
0: yeah. And I love the picture, especially if you're like looking at a nice landscape. I like mm-hmm. to take it. And Then I like, oh my God, because he makes it say, that is who you are. You're looking at your, you know, in that way. You're looking at yourself and, mm-hmm. and that whole view of life. It's amazing.
1: Yeah, right on. That's so cool. So glad you came across that, too. Yeah. So, yeah. I was seeking. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Get, getting way back when you were talking about finding a cartoli and then I, I the modern story of seeking is so different than I guess it used to be like in the 60s or 70s. It was the seeking was most people did some sort of psychedelic drug. Yeah. Almost everybody. And then they start looking into this stuff and then they go, oh, the answer's in India. And then they went to India and they found
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> India
1: (laughs) that's pretty reliably the stories for the seekers of those generations and the seekers of our generation with YouTube is like you just go to the screen and you start typing (laughs) (laughs) I kind of heard this thing called non-duality let me try that and then you just watch it you watch it and you that same it's it's the same drive but it's so simplified (laughs) you can do it all from the comfort of your chair right and I, I I remember yeah years of Believing it was just in the next video, you know, mm-hmm. you know, and I kind of, I had my reliable go-to guy was Alan Watts um, for, you know, Alan Watts. Yeah. So if you're up been on YouTube, you can't miss him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's all over the place. But he was my reliable go-to guy that I, I knew he wasn't going to give me, that's funny. I never thought of it this way. I knew he wasn't going to give me the answer, but maybe in kind of that Paul way, it would kind of create some traveling lighter. Just a little reminder. He was very good at big picture stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. like um, um, metaphors for like the whole universe is just one crashing wave, and then it gets pulled out, and then you know it it goes again cycle type cyclical stuff. And so he was always really good for that. And then I always had this feeling there's somebody out there, you know, that that's gonna give it to me, that's gonna give me the answer, and go in one video to the next to the next. And looking back, it it at times got like obsessive, like to like to really believe a lot, a lot of hours of, of thinking, okay, is it here? Is it here? Mm -hmm. And so again, getting back to the um, uh, we'll say maybe like the sixth and seventh steps in AA or the love song and hearing it again, when you're in love, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I I would go back and find people that I had dismissed and then hear so much truth in their message that I missed the first time, you Mm -hmm. know, and I was just like, oh, it wasn't ever them. Any judgment I have of like, this is a good teacher. That's a good teacher. It's, yeah. all, it's all coming from mm-hmm. the meaning I'm giving it, right? Yeah. So, it, it, and just sort of in a way, the system got exhausted and it was just kind of open to hear things in a new way. Yeah.
0: yeah. You know,
1: really. and that was when Paul came in, I, I've talked to you about this before. I think he said you had a similar experience of like, I don't know what he's saying, but I know, Mm -hmm. something's true.
0: Yeah.
1: In what he's saying. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. all those things just came up for me. Go ahead.
0: The thing that that came up when you were talking was the seeking. It didn't really just start with uh, with uh, coming to find Eckhart Tolle, but just realizing, you know, after hearing that all these and especially Tony Parsons, going back and and in my memory and remembering, yes, I have been always thinking something, you know, even with drugs, like I remember I did some, um, I did some math at one time and I was tripping on the dictionary looking for answers in there, you know? <laughs> yeah. And even thinking back to when I was a kid, um, you know, and my religious upbringing, I don't think I really searched so much during that time because I had the answer, you know, I did believe in God mm-hmm. and, but after I left the church, then it's when I was really thinking, what is the meaning of all this? And why are we here? And if there really was no God like I had grown up to believe, uh, you know, who had all these rules and conditions, then why are we here? And what? And then that's kind of where this all started for me, you know. Mm.
1: Yeah, mm. yeah. I know it's funny because uh, again, getting back to um, Paul talks about. Uh, self trying to get out of self and then i like that he doesn't just keep it to alcoholism he goes i've been trying to do it since i was six years old right doing it with science fiction books doing it with whatever and then it became more extreme with drugs and yeah um and so i always appreciate that that seeing that seeking that drive can manifest in a million different ways but it's the same drive which is it's kind of a buddhist thing too of like um the 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 cause of suffering, right? Mm-hmm. You, you, right? There there is kind of just one cause of suffering and mm-hmm. different different translations, some call it attachment, right? Attachment and aversion or whatever. But there's kind of that, that one cause it, and you get a sense of you can't ever quite put the perfect word on it, but you get a sense of that restlessness, discontent, that mm-hmm. seeking, and then you see the ten thousand ways it manifests. Yeah. You know, self trying to get out of self. And then once that kind of reveals itself you see it come up so much more easily instead of getting fooled and tricked mm-hmm. the millions of times it pops up.
0: Yeah. You know, yeah. You know. yeah. But, yeah. That's why I'm so grateful for Paul. Because even though I do like the how Tony puts it of, you know, this is it, this is what I've always been looking for, I didn't feel like it. Exactly. <laughs> you know, <Yes. laughs> you know what I mean? I yeah, yeah, didn't yeah. see it. I wanted to believe it and I thought I believed yeah. it, but I just didn't feel it, I guess. I still felt separate, I didn't feel like this was it. Yeah, so Paul really changed it, you know, changed it for me where I was like, oh my God, I get it, <laughs> I think I got it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or I like to
1: say, as soon as you said that, I, I reminded me, I like to say, oh, I can't get it. That's, yeah, <laughs> that's, right. get it. that's
0: me getting it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, getting it is realizing you can't get it, you yeah. are it, yeah. And and the seeing of what you're not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right on. This is so much fun. I was thinking again of our drive uh, to the coffee house. Another thing that made me think, oh, I got to do a podcast with you was you say you put on Paul, because I do this too, just kind of all the time, like background music. <laughs> in
0: background, yeah, in my ears as I'm working, whatever I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Doing dishes or doing like dishes. whatever. Yeah. And that, that's funny because I thought, again, you know, how do these people get my thoughts? I thought I was the only one that, like, I'll listen to. The, the last um, talk he gave that wasn't over Zoom that he did in his backyard, yeah, yeah. I'm like, at least 10 listens into that one because it just, it just creates a lot of ease and traveling lighter. Like, you know, I, I get it. Obviously, I'm not hearing anything new, but in some ways you do. Yeah, yeah. You, you go, oh, I missed that the first time around. And that's landing really, really coolly right now. Um, but that's cool that I'm not the only fanatic out there. That
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think there's a lot of us out there. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. like the one from Australia with the red curtains in the back. That's the one like uh, that I've been. Uh, and I love that there's so many choices. Oh, I'll try this one this today Oh yeah. And I love also that it you know it that um, it doesn't mean that I, because I'm seeking something. I just feel good when I'm like listening to it. You know. Yeah. like, I want it. It's like my new addiction,
1: I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree. I have the same thing. And then things come up of like, you know, uh, oh, am I, in, am I in seeking? Am yes. I looking for something? Yeah, right. Of course that shit's going to come up, right? And just to get in again for me personally, I could just go like, look, I could be playing a game on my phone. I could exactly. pick your poison. This is what feels good. I don't have to make it anything more or anything less than that. Yeah,
0: it's, it's not you who's me. It's the mind, you know, it's the Finite mind that loves to fuck with us. <laughs> yeah, that. Of course,
1: yeah, I love that. Yeah, right on. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh any other things you wanted to bring up?
0: No, I don't think oh, so. That yeah. was
1: that was really fun. Yeah, um, me
0: too. Thank you so much. I,
1: I appreciate you wanted to do this, and if we ever get out of quarantine, you mm-hmm. know, maybe we could do one in person.
0: Yeah, that'd that be would be
1: awesome. fun. Yeah, it's really cool. It, I'm surprised I at how.
0: talking about this, even though I sometimes they're like, oh, shut up, Santa. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> being round and round in circles. Yeah. I lose the words in mid-sentence. So I'm like, ah.
1: That's that's what's so fun about it, right? I
0: lose my point, you know, like, oh, yeah. I'm trying to make a point. I don't
1: know. <laughs> yeah, that's what I love again and again is the, so the I, I bring it up all the time on this podcast, but I, talking about why I love it is that there's something about sharing with someone else that you, 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 it's like we're, um, we're building a structure together. Right. And you have some, my buddy, Patrick brought this up, which I like Lego blocks. You have some Lego blocks, and I have some Lego blocks, but together we can build something that's cooler than we could build on our own. Right. And, and that's, what's really fun about it for me is, um, uh, I just get off on just sharing and just, you know, um, uncovering new things together and, and not new things, but new ways of looking at the same thing, maybe. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's
0: it more real for me, like the realization, like, oh my God, this is it. There's really no point to any of this. you know, yes. talking about there's no point to anything. is hilarious, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: We can laugh at all the times we were trying to make a point or believe yeah. that there was a point. <laughs> Yeah, and everything points right back to here we are.
0: Yeah, it just makes it more real for me for some reason.
1: Yeah, yeah. I really love it. And yeah, I do too. I'm glad that we found each other and we can do this.
0: Yeah, me too. Yay. Right
1: on. Cool. Okay, well, um, I uh, I'm going to stop recording. Okay. We can keep talking if you want to, but that was lots of fun, and we'll do it again sometime. Yeah. Right on. Okay, I'm going to stop. <laughs> so that was.